Welcome back for some quick final final thoughts tonight. Now this won't take long, but it's important. Four United States Marines are now dead. Climate change didn't kill them. Lack of free community college didn't kill them. The income gap, wage inequality, nope, not those things either. Gay marriage, nope. Oh, white racism, not that either. So what did? President Obama, if you won't say it, I will. Radical Islam. This is not workplace violence. This is not a criminal act with motives unknown. This is terrorism. The suspected shooter, Muhammad Abdulaziz, a devout Muslim. Do I care that he seemed like an all-American young man? Do I care that he was good at mixed martial arts or a smart, quiet guy? Do I care that his high school friends wouldn't classify him as overly religious? No, I don't give a flying you-know-what about any of that. Was he linked to ISIS or Al-Qaeda or Hamas or any of the other 15 plus offshoot terrorist groups doesn't matter? I'm sorry, but radical Islam is becoming the rule, not the exception. Yesterday's moderate is today's terrorist. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Look around and you will find No one's really colorblind Maybe it's a fact we all should face Everyone makes judgments Based on race Now not big judgments like who to hire or who to buy a newspaper from You know, I think our intro song is a little very pretty much underestimated here for what we're going to talk about here on the show <laughs> Absolutely, yes. We've got some uh, hot topics this week, but uh, uh, pleasure to be back as uh, always, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely, Harry. This is the Aaron Meta Show. It is the 26th of uh, July of 2015. And for anybody who's trying to link our intro to uh, our segment that we played before the show, uh, no, I'm not saying that uh, Tommy Oren is racist. Uh, we're going to be talking about somebody else. But uh, before we get into any of that, uh, Harry, how's your week been? Uh, week's been good, yes. Um, I've uh, been doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, I was uh, playing uh, this week uh, one of the old Silent Hill games, uh, Silent Hill 2, which was uh, recommended to me by a friend just because I'm currently working on a horror script and um, he suggested to play that game. And I've never played it before, considering it's been around for quite a long time. I've never played it, but I did have a go. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I've also been uh, doing a lot of script writing this week, um, working on uh, the feature film uh, that uh, me and uh, my sort of uh, writer, filmmaker friend John have been working on for quite a while now. And um, also I have been to see Ant-Man, which was very, very, very good. Oh, wow. And um, I have... Also, 
um, been uh, sort of on on the path to kind of um, I don't know what you'd call it sort of on the path of self improvement that we all tend to sort of go to uh, periodically throughout the year and um, yeah just sort of trying to work on uh, improving my mindset and uh, improving positivity and uh, all these things and uh, I have to say it's um, it's certainly having a good effect because I feel uh, a lot more positive and uh, hopeful than uh, than I have done previously there's a bit more sort of light at the end of the tunnel now, so to speak. But uh, yeah, that's kind of been my week, uh, yeah. condensed. That's great. I mean, uh, speaking of self-improvement, uh, for those of you who probably may have picked it up uh, already, if you're either on Reddit or if you're on YouTube, uh, we've been uh, uh, trying to make uh, things, uh, uh, we're trying to expand all our videos, trying to expand all like all the links we post on Reddit as well. And uh, recently, uh, one of the posts that we did, um, that we posted up on Reddit, was the Bill Cosby um, uh, story that said that uh, now the California Supreme Court has uh, given the go-ahead for uh, cases to be brought against Bill Cosby in regards to uh, the uh, sexual uh, allegations that are made against him. So um, that actually made the top of the entertainment section of Reddit for uh, a couple of days. So uh, that was... uh Pretty big up there on Reddit, and uh, also on YouTube, we've uh, been uh, putting up uh, more uh, clips of uh, Craig Bartlett, as you probably may have noticed as well, and uh, they've been doing pretty well, and uh, so uh, the word's getting out there that, uh, hey, Arnold is not uh, just uh, gone away in the 90s, it's still there, and uh, people are still love the show and uh, yeah so uh, it's been a very positive couple of weeks uh, since uh, we've uh, been starting up our YouTube channel and uh, doing uh, also the Tumblr stuff as well so yeah uh, well I mean I suppose that's that's good news about um, Bill Cosby um, there was also the uh, this week wasn't there announced about that there was documents that had uh, come to light about uh, more of our uh, senior politicians who had been um uh, indecent along the same lines and uh, I can't remember the exact quote that was highlighted in it but it was pretty shocking well uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take that and raise you a 60 minute documentary that was done by an Australian uh, broadcaster so oh, uh, go on. yeah was there that? was uh, I mean I haven't got a chance to see it yet but uh, it has been making the rounds on the uh, on the interwebs so uh, when I get the chance to uh, have a look at it and uh, see if there's because uh, um, I want to see what what's made of it but so there's been more allegations currently being made like uh, this involves uh, like uh, um, I think either privately run children's homes that uh, politicians were going around visiting at least that's what I've seen from the trailer so uh, I'm not you know obviously you know trailers are out of context but uh, I'll uh, once I got a chance to uh, track it down online I'll uh, go see it and uh, see what it's all about but uh, yeah that's been uh, making uh, headways around social media recently so uh which is surprisingly because you know you think something like that would also be uh, up for uk broadcast but uh, no it just seems to be the uh, uh the good people of australia who's currently uh had the uh had the uh, prime time slot for uh, seeing these allegations be brought around by for these lords and these mps yeah, I mean, it, uh, was that in regards to British lords and MPs or Australian? I MPs? believe so. I think there's also been alleg- I think there's also been allegations made to like um, outside politicians as well, you know, for uh, you know crimes here. But uh, as far as I'm aware, I'm, I mean, I'm not again, I've not seen the documentary, so I don't know. But uh, mm. that's the uh, current uh, talk that's currently going around at the moment. So uh, along with the, uh, I don't know if you heard about the Sandra Bland stuff as well, uh, which uh, you know also that's been a crazy story that's been going down. It was a woman who was stopped for uh, uh, some kind of traffic violation. Uh, she was uh, roughed up by the police and uh, from the allegations that couldn't be made and uh, she eventually committed suicide. 
no, no, I didn't see that. No, that's uh, uh, I mean, again, there's all these allegations being thrown around. I mean, I don't want to say too much right now because obviously there's an investigation going on, but uh, those are the uh, allegations currently going around. And so, uh, and also there's like conspiracy, there's some really wacky conspiracy theories going around as well. Mm. Uh, there's well, one theory that's going around is that uh, the mugshot they took of uh, of the woman. Uh, apparently, she was dead in the sh- in the in the in the photograph. Bloody hell! That, so they they sat her up and took the picture for. Well, they could have let the, from, the, the 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 conspiracy theory that's currently going around is is that they let her down on the floor and uh, they took the picture right. of her on being on the floor and they also took uh, they also said well if you look at the picture of the cell that she was in the floor is the, if you look at the picture the picture of her background is grey and the the colour of the floor is grey. So uh, that is the uh, that's the allegation currently being made around at the moment, but uh, the official death right now is being considered suicide. Jesus so, Christ! Yeah, so it's, it's all uh, kicking off. It is, isn't it? So uh, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's like and I'm really surprised that we're going to be able to narrow it down to uh, you know these few topics we're going to talk about because uh, you know this has just been one of those weeks where this has happened, that has happened, and uh, so everything's had to be kind of specially. Uh, selected really for uh, for um, what we're going to talk about mainly on the show, but uh, mm. especially all the sales of the Batman and Superman stuff we're also going to talk about. You know that we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about last week. We're going to try yeah. and talk about it in this show today. So uh, fantastic! Okay, Grand well. Let's, well, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go with it. Yeah. So the first one that's uh, currently the biggest uh, news topic of the week that started on Friday evening and actually was on uh, officially started on Thursday night. Uh, let me take you through the timeline of uh, what basically what happened. So one person noticed uh, in the beginning that was on Thursday evening that uh, this is what they said. We're not sure what's going on, but several readers have sent word that uh, WWE superstar Hulk Hogan uh, has been removed from the WWE alumni uh, roster page, including the Hall of Fame page as well, and all of his merchandise have been removed from WWEshop.com. So basically, if you tried to look up anything related to Hulk Hogan, uh, you couldn't find it. So that was how it all started out, so some people noticed that all of his stuff was gone. And then the next thing that happened was uh, there is a wrestler at the moment called Curtis Axel, or WWE Superstar, if you will, and, uh, you know, of the sports entertainment world. Uh, Curtis Axel uh, had a profile pic, and he was actually mimicking the uh, gimmick of Hulk Hogan from back in the 1980s. And uh, his, he had a gimmick called Axelmania, if you will. His profile was then changed back to his normal profile before he started the Axelmania gimmick, and so which uh, led people to believe that something really weird was going on. Then, uh, to as further along the Friday morning we got along, uh, there was rumor of an audio recording of Hulk Hogan that was leaked, uh, to say, saying that he was allegedly using the N-word, and originally this was because of a radio program that he did about three years ago, where he was talking with um, other uh, African-American uh, rap stars and everything, and he was him himself was on the show was using the term, you know, the N-word. So that there was rumors then going around that uh, that Hulk Hogan had been fired from WWE because of this uh, audio that had come out of this radio interview that he did uh, of the time when uh, he was called um, the, he was actually called the N word by a wrestler called Booker T. Uh, there was a, a, a there's an infamous promo that uh, was done in WCW. I don't know how familiar, how familiar are you with WCW, uh, Harry? Uh, I used to watch it a lot when I was uh, at high school. Um, 
mainly because it was the one that was shown on terrestrial television. It was shown okay. on Channel 5. So, so. I mean, the, the reason being is because uh, Hulk Hogan was in WCW, for those who may not may not have known, and um, because, you know, WCW has been gone for a long time now. But um, Booker T, did, who was a wrestler there, did a promo with uh, a group called Harlem Heat where he was in a rivalry with Hulk Hogan. And he actually said the N-word, saying, Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you, N-word. And actually, um, you know, usually racially explicit term against Hulk Hogan, and that was the subject matter of the radio interview that he was talking about. So he was talking about it in context. So there was a lot of outrage to start off with because it was like, well, look, Hulk Hogan wasn't using the N word as in he was calling, you know, other people N words. Yeah, he was saying that he was using it in a you know social aspect because other people in the room that he was talking with were using it at the time. But uh, he was also talking about that time when he was had the N-word used against him in a promo, uh, which is on YouTube, which, uh, you know, uh, Booker T had. And yeah, Booker T still is in WWE and uh, had a successful, you know, wrestling career up until, you know, now. And uh, so, and also I think he's in the WWE Hall of Fame as well. So then the next update came around and they said that uh, there was uh, Philly.com picked up the story and, uh, you know, that he was using racist rants and stuff like that. But obviously that wasn't the reason why he was let go. There was another update uh, after that saying that uh, the WWE Tour of Australia next month, uh, Hulk Hogan was still uh, scheduled to be on that. But uh, the people, people locally to the situation were saying, don't hold your breath. Mm. And then this was the big one. Uh, the National Enquirer. Uh, did a transcript of the racist, the real racist audio. So basically, there was a second bit of audio, uh, which uh, may or may not have been found in a sex tape, uh, another sex tape, if you will, which is also subject of a uh, lawsuit currently going on between Hulk Hogan and a website called Gawker. And uh, they released this transcript. And so, do you want me to read the transcript out and tell you what it said? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is what Hulk Hogan allegedly said in this um, in this um, you know sex tape that they managed to get hold of. He said uh, he first referred to his daughter Brooke Hogan, and he said this: "She is making some real bad decisions now. Uh, my daughter Brooke jumps sides on me. I spent two to three million dollars uh, on her music career. I've done everything like a jackass for her." You know, before we get to, uh, you know, the other bits, you know, just focusing on that one sentence to start off with, you know, let's say Hulk Hogan allegedly said this, mm. and, you know, the, you know, he's, like, spending, like, two to three million dollars. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, a father or a mother or would, wouldn't do, you know, all sorts of things to, uh, you know, help their kids out and stuff like that, but if you're spending two to three million dollars on her music career and you think that it's not worth the decisions, you know, why don't you to tell her to go get a regular job like the rest of the human race? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it's if it ain't working out, then say, look, darling, I know that you obviously have this little dream, but you know some people have that because like, how long has this has she had this dream about being a singer? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, you would you would kind of say, I'm sure you can better uh, you can better direct your attentions at something that you're going to succeed in, and you know, I'm going to save a bit of money. Um, yeah, I certainly wouldn't have gone down the uh, the other route. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest with you, Harry. I keep forgetting that she has a, you know, a, a music career. Yeah, I've never heard a single one of her songs, you know. And lest we forget his son as well, who for a while wanted to be uh, a wrestler like his dad, and then changed his mind, and then wanted to be an actor and changed his mind. And then, of course, there was the the court case that uh, 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 with regards to his son as well. 
Uh, and then, of course, he's had his divorce from his wife. So, you know, he's kind of... His head's been all over the place, really. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's life kind of started to... Uh, well, his public his public image just started to fall apart uh, the minute he did Hogan's Nose Vast. Yeah, well, I must, I must admit, when I... Because it all started with the Osbournes, really, didn't it? The Osbournes had their program, and I remember watching that as a kid and feeling like, wow, this is actually... Quite... It was actually genuinely, like, I enjoyed watching the Osbournes. It was the one and only sort of fly-on-the-wall, quote-unquote, documentary that I enjoyed. And then, of course, they had all different ones. Remember, they had the one about Chris Eubank for a while, and that was just completely and utterly crap. Nobody liked that. It just seemed to be Chris Eubank being very, very Chris Eubankish and not mm-hmm. letting his kids do anything and uh, just being a bit up his arse. And yeah, the, the, Chris, the Chris Eubank uh, reality show really disappointed me on quite a bit because I remember the cele- you remember the first ever Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, where he was like I, I, I got to be honest, when he he was like really interesting. I believed in that. Uh, in in that in that show, and when he was the first one to be knocked out of the house, that was me saying basically saying goodbye to Big Brother and never watching it ever again, because yeah. it made me feel that you know the only reason people are now watching this show is because they want the idiots basically to run the house. Yeah, and I was course, thinking, yeah. you know, well, you know, Chris Eubank was probably the most intelligent out of the lot of them, and then uh, there, you know, he's the first one to go out, and it just made me th- that made me feel like you know, there's no way I can relate to this show anymore if this is how people are going to behave. Yeah. So uh, but, anyway, sh- um, shall I move on with the rest of the? Sh- oh, sorry, you got something else? Uh, well, all I was going to say was that uh, when Hogan Knows Best came on, obviously being a fan of Hulk Hogan for my whole life, and yeah, he just it just didn't really do him any favors. I don't think, really. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of painted him as being a bit of a grumpy old man. Well, you know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't blame him. You know, it's like uh, he was at that point, but uh, I think. What happened is, I think the, the I think the mistake is when people he made the mistake of letting people like through the door and making making people feel like you know what is like you know again I think Hulk Hogan himself came out actually looking pretty well but I think the stress and the I think the stress of the situation took its toll on his family I believe and I think well, yeah, so I didn't think Hulk Hogan well. took that into account when he decided you know oh yeah we're gonna do Hogan's his best yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I'm gonna uh, keep moving going with this. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So um, this is the uh, this is the first line which is uh, gonna which caused the uh, for first amount of trouble. And that is that uh, he later went to say after saying that uh, I've done two to three million dollars in a music career and I've uh, done everything like a jackass for it. He then later said, "I don't know if Brock is uh, fucking this black guy's son." Uh, Hulk raved uh, sources ad. Um, he then said, I mean, I don't have double standards. I mean, I am racist uh, to a point. Uh, fucking N-words. Uh, I'm not going to say the N-word, so, you know, you can... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we can fill in that. the blanks. Yeah, you can fill in the blanks, can't you? But uh, when it comes to uh, nice people and shit and whatever, and so he basically said that, and then, uh, I mean, I'd rather he... I'd rather, if she was going to fuck some N-word, I'd rather have her marry an eight-foot-tall N-word worth a hundred million dollars like a basketball player mm. you know stereotype much yeah you know you can get white basketball players you can get Chinese ones Puerto Rican ones you can get all different kinds yeah that's kind of uh, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. So maybe there's, maybe there's some truth in in, in what he said. Well, but, like, uh, it is, or, it's like, it shouldn't even matter anyway. It's like you know, it's like it's not like no, uh, yeah, exactly. What, what, it, it, Brock, yeah. you gave Brock Hogan. I'm sure you can give Brock Hogan, you know, a couple of million dollars. I think whoever she's going to end up marrying is. Uh, I think, I think she, he, or, I think he's going to be all right. I, yeah. I, I think I don't think you know. Yeah, you can get some people who were you know were just you know trying to marry into like the Hogan, uh, you know, family fortune or, or whatever. But uh, I yeah. mean, does it again? It's like oh, and if he is if he is like if he is going out with some guy who basically you know is uh, got no money to his name or he can't be bothered to you know get up in the morning to you know do, go get a real job or whatever, then obviously he's got every right to complain. But you yeah. know, it's like again, we don't know who this. Uh, guy is that he's talking about but uh, yeah. i don't think it's fair to just you know judge him on the fact that uh, you know he's uh you know oh, if i'm if she's gonna be married if, or you know uh, going out with a black person that it has to be a successful black person or yeah. you know, and over you know hundred, with hundreds of millions of dollars because you know it's like uh, that's not everyday people no it's not um so and then he basically goes on the last line which uh, is the killer which is i guess we're all a little racist uh fucking n-word yeah, that that's that's you know I think that that effectively is if anyone was left in any doubt as to where his mind was, then uh, that pretty much tops it off. Um, yeah, it is the most you know this this saddens me to a massive degree because you know there's millions of Hulk Hogan fans mm. who you know looked up to this guy and now. Once again, you know, it's like, you know, we, like we've been doing pretty much with all the, you know, all the allegations that we're going on with, like, Jimmy Savile, uh, Rolf Harris, um, you know, other childhood icons who have fallen from, from grace. And now uh, there are going to be more people who are now going to have to uh, basically rewrite their childhoods to say, yeah, that person was there, but he wasn't a really great person. And, uh, you know, did I draw inspiration from him? Then, you know, uh, well, I really hope I didn't. Or, you know, if yeah. I did, then obviously I'm going to deny it. You know, it's, yeah. It, it, has caused, it is going to cause a massive amount of pain for quite a few people who looked up to him. Yeah, all of the Hulkamaniacs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, like like you say, it's a, it's a really horrible thing when we when we see, you know, our, our idols um, let themselves down, you know. And it's not just himself. He's, he's letting down all of the young people, you know, and people our age as well who've grown up with him who have envisaged him as being this sort of heroic guy even when he was playing the heel you know people still looked up to him and still loved him but you know it was like you say it's like the same with Rolf Harris you know I loved Rolf Harris um I can't think of anyone who would have had a bad thing to say about Rolf Harris but when the stuff about him came to light it's a strange sort of dichotomy because you've it, 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 as much as you don't want to believe it, it's like, well, it's, it's, you know, it's the truth. It's, it's been verified. And it's kind of like you have to almost begrudgingly let go of the balloon, almost, you know, because it's sort of like the longer you're holding on to it, despite the, the facts of the situation, if you continue to go, well, I don't care what anyone says, I'm standing by it. I think it's like you say, are you that... Therefore, if by standing by them, is it like you're also standing by that kind of behaviour? Yeah, you know, is you it, just is it feel person, you feel foolish. It... You you feel absolutely foolish because uh, you know you've stood you have stood by this person for a considerably long time, 
And now you're now having to, um, you know, kind of a feel like you have to apologize in a way of, you know, of now, you know, bigging this person up your entire, you know, mo- most of your childhood. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's also, um, I, I, had another th- I had another thought in mind as well, which is, oh, yeah, there's also the, the, that feeling of being betrayed. Yeah. As well. That ult- it feels like the ultimate betrayal. It's like yeah. you you uh, you idolize this person and you put your faith into this person and then he lets you down or he or she lets you down in the worst possible way. Yeah, it's like I I suppose it's kind of like uh when someone in your family does something. That's the I suppose that that's the best way I would describe it. It's like a family member has done something and it's when it's like when parents say to you, they say, "I'm not angry. I'm just really disappointed in you," mm. you know. And that is that is it. That kicks your ass so much more when you get that because it's not just like, "Oh, I'm angry at you, but I can forgive you later." When you're disappointed in someone, you have lost something. You've lost their trust, and like you say, it, it feels like our trusts have been betrayed because. When you look up to somebody like that, you expect them to to be the hero that you think they are. And when they do something like this, it's like they're destroying that image. I mean, it, it's... I don't know. It, it, it's like if anyone else tried to sort of tarnish a person's image, someone who you idolised, if someone started mudslinging at someone, you could go, well, you know, maybe that's just your opinion maybe you don't like them but you know i i i know what i know and you know they'll always be a hero to me but when the actual hero themselves and i don't really like using the word hero but just for the purposes of this uh, analogy well the, when, the person when, you look up to yeah the person you look up to yeah so when the person when the actual person that you that you look up to when they tarnish themselves it's like that you can't sort of look the other way really and you have to accept it begrudgingly you have to accept it but if 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 the person that you look up to is going to behave like that then i personally and i think you would probably be in the same boat yourself and i think a lot of people are in in the house that i can't continue to sort of look up to you um in that same way, if that's the sort of behaviour that you're going to display, because there's just no need for it. Do you know what it reminds me of, in a way? You know, um, I mean, this is a completely different context, but, uh, you know, it may not be relatable, but for some strange reason, it just reminds me of this. Did you ever see the, um, that, that, um, it was, uh, I think it was like a, not a documentary, but it was kind of like a a TV special on a, uh, on on an organisation called The Wave. Uh, no, no. no. Basically, what it was is is that uh, there was like there's a teacher who um is in uh who takes a class and teaches about Nazi Germany, and one girl uh, basically puts her hands up and says, you know, how did he get away with all of this? And uh, you know, the teacher kind of takes it to a side and wonders why he uh, why yeah he even he himself wonders what's the best way to demonstrate this. So he um cre- he basically creates this uh, organization called the Wave, which basically starts off as like an innocent thing for like you know just a community and stuff like that and so they like start like getting uniforms and then they start getting like you know they have like their own like banners and like have their own symbols and logos and stuff like that and you can see one uh student there 
who's always like, picked on by the bullies in the school and then all of a sudden he gets into the wave and all of a sudden he feels like strong because he's like in a group of people and uh, you know he starts to get kind of like egotistical himself mm. and uh, he, so you can just see it all kind of building up building up and building up and then they're like all in the school hall and they're all wa- got these uniforms on they've all got these banners waving around and because uh, he's the teacher says okay you're going to meet the leader of the wave and he puts on the projector and it's Adolf Hitler uh, basically yell- yelling off and uh, they, they're all sad, so stood there stunned because, uh, and then the teacher says, okay, how did Adolf Hitler do it? He started from the ground up and uh, built this, uh, you know, what seemed to be a very innocent looking thing uh, out of um, people who were like disenfranchised and wanted something to belong to. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of like the same as, way, you know, the way, you know, un-Islamic hate has built up over the time. It's taken a, a group of very vulnerable people and uh, basically given them an identity. Yeah, and, well, I, I think we I think we talked about this last week. Didn't yeah, we, we did. They they, um, you know, that there's a lot of the sort of the the doctoring of the Third Reich that is uh, that you can see in um, in these sort of groups of uh, terrorists. You know, it's this idea, like you say, of targeting the people who are, uh, you know, who are still finding themselves. It's it's getting those angry young men uh, and angry young women as well and telling them hey you know that anger that you've got it's because of this and this is where you should direct yeah. it but then, where- the, the most important thing about that though is is that when basically you know uh, that wizard of oz moment where the curtain comes away and you actually see the uh, what the reality of the situation is and uh, you just watch that document you know that, that thing about the wave and you see all the dis- you know all the shock and the disappointment on everybody's faces yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you know, I would really love to see, you know, if Rolf, you know, Rolf Harris, if he could like take all his biggest fans and put them all in that school hall and uh, they and he was like in front of them and uh, all these allegations were being put out. Imagine how, you know, he actually got to sort all the reaction of those people. Imagine how, you know, uh, I wonder, it makes me wonder if uh, Rolf Harris would still be the uh, the kind of character that he is, uh, that he's allegedly uh, apparently is currently in prison at the moment. Mm, it makes yeah. me really wonder. Yeah, yeah, me too. I bet you, if uh, you know, so, uh, but mind you, we've kind of moved away a lot from what we were talking about before because there's, there's plenty more updates. This is only halfway through the story. So the National Enquirer put out this uh, transcript, and then so the next update is that WWE releases a statement uh, after the after this, and that is that uh, I'll uh, I'll read it for you so uh, I can officially give the uh, the WWE line. Okay. Okay, so basically, WWE issued the following statement. Uh, WWE has terminated its contract with Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, which, you know, uh, I and, you know, just on that first part, you can tell that this is a serious allegation that WWE is dealing with. This isn't like, you know, we've come to the re- release of Santino Morella. You know, yeah. uh, like, oh, we come to the re- we come to the uh, terms with a with a like, uh, you know, uh, a, a character. You know, it's like it's, uh, this is they're actually naming him as Terry Bollea, which is you know his real name. Which yeah. you know, obviously, you know, shit's going down. We hear that uh, WWE is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds, as evidenced <laughs> by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans worldwide. Mm. Yeah, which so makes me wonder you, a little bit because there have been allegations of racism in wrestling for quite yeah, a while, for a very long time, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know really. Like it's, uh, it makes me wonder if uh, you know. Obviously, there was these comments that were made. I wonder if this was like I don't know, maybe like uh, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Do you think WWE would have re- reacted in the same way? Hello. 
Yeah, no, I was just sorry, my my thing just cut off there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you know, it's the same as the the accusations of um, you know, like the drugs and stuff like that. Back at a time when it sort of wasn't a, a bigger issue, um, like you say, they probably wouldn't have really given it the time of day. But as these things become more and more on people's radar, they start to take it more seriously. But yeah, I, I can I can imagine that some of the stuff that's gone on <laughs> in previous years would probably be way more um, sort of controversial than, and not not saying that what's happened isn't controversial because it absolutely is. Because as I say, you cannot be behaving like that. Um, but I would imagine certainly that there will have been um, things that have gone on that none of us are aware of um, that would probably be a lot more shocking, shall we say, um, than what's going on. I mean, there was a, a thing that I saw, uh, I think it was this morning, uh, I didn't have a chance to click on it and read it, but um, it was an article that was talking about Vince McMahon and the fact that he himself um, allegedly has used the uh, N-word on several occasions. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess it was just almost like same as what happened with like Operation Utree when the whole thing about Jimmy Savile came out, and then it was like, well, you know, if we're going to start, uh, if we're going to start outing um, sort of people who worked at the BBC for this sort of behaviour, then uh, you know, let, let's let's start looking into everybody if that's the case. So yeah, that's been the problem yeah, with Operation Utree because I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's right that uh, you know Peter Vowles and you know sex offenders all get brought to justice no matter what stature they are. But the way that it was conducted, it seemed to be like uh, you know they'd be going up to people and saying, uh, "Have you had a cup of coffee with Jimmy Savile?" And if the answer is yes, well, we're arresting you on suspicion of child molestation. I mean, it's like oh yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was certainly at first. I mean, there was the whole thing with uh, what's his was it Freddie Starr? Uh, Jim like, Davidson was the first one. Jim Davidson, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, a lot of these people who, like you say, if they were, if they'd ever been on set with Jimmy Savile, then yeah, they were starting to get locked into. Um, however, I suppose the positive that's come out of it is that there's been a lot of people who, for years, have um, have gone unpunished for their crimes. Um, they've now been outed, but I suppose the the sting of it was the fact that there was then a lot of people who uh, were accused of things that eventually they 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 found that you know that there was not that you know that either that either there was no evidence to support the accusations or the case that actually they were you know they were innocent. Well, the police you know, was... the police handled it handled it badly. Like it was really handled badly because if you think about it, because well, the first point it was like you know oh well uh, Jimmy Savile's too uh, you know important to touch you know because he does all this work for charity and stuff like that, and then all of yeah. a sudden you know uh, you know oh no everybody who you know ever breathed on him you know ever breathed the same air <coughs> as he did all of a sudden needs to be uh, put in the paddy wagon and uh, needs to be charged with all sorts of crimes. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just, I you mean, know, it was... Uh, they, they, they underreacted and overreacted within, you know, uh, uh, maybe a 10, maybe 20-year period. And, like, yeah. it's, uh, it, is it has been a ridiculous episode, I think, in our in our country's history. Yeah, well, it's, it's let down a lot of young people, I think, is the fair way of putting it, you know, because... It's let down like, older people, because, you know, this has been going on since the 70s. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. Like, obviously, the the people who are now grown up who've had it done, and obviously the the younger people who are still out in the world suffering at the hands of abusers today. You know, that it's. Uh, I certainly think that the idea of keeping it under wraps that you know it was appalling. You know, and um, so I suppose in the the sort of, I mean, I know that Hulk Hogan hasn't sort of you know molested any children. Um, but but he has done a pretty. I know he's not. We're not going to compare him to a child molester, obviously. No, not, no, but, no, but uh, he not, has not, done a bad but, thing, which is you know ha- where yeah. they desecrated a uh, a bunch of uh, you know a race of people for no yeah. good reason whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, also, he's, I think I better just quickly note this as well. Um, there was another update after that uh, that uh, WWE statements, and that is that Hulk Hogan's attorney had uh, told uh, TMZ that uh, he was not fired and that he resigned Thursday night. Mm. So, so yeah, so it's uh, uh, yeah, it's like you can't fire me because I quit. Yeah, but in uh, regards but, to CMZ, you know, I take that with a gallon of salt. So uh, uh, absolutely, know. yeah, an entire ocean of fucking salt. Oh yes, but, uh, <laughs> all the salt in the ocean in the world. Yeah, um, but, maybe, um, maybe all the ones, all the dry ice on Pluto as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, uh, there's another update after that, just to finish off, because uh, we're nearly at the end, uh, and that is that uh, Hulk Hogan re- released uh, the following statement uh, to People.com, and that he said, uh, this is what he said, Eight years ago, I used offensive language during a conversation. It was unacceptable for me to have used that offensive language. There is no excuse for it, and I apologize for having done it. He said... Um, this is not who I am. I believe very strongly that uh, every person in the world is important and I should not be treated differently, should not be treated differently based on race, gender, orientation, religious belief or otherwise. Hulk Hogan furthermore told people, I am disappointed with myself that I used th- that language and that is offensive and inconsistent with my own beliefs. But it makes you wonder, why did he say it? Well, it's always the case, isn't it? Whenever people do these things, it's that all of a sudden they, they turn around. It's almost like they've had an out-of-body experience, and it wasn't even me that did it. It was, you know, it was the... It was the, the boogeyman. Of, it was the boogeyman, yeah. But no, at the end of the day, you did say it. And, you you know, you, if you've said it, then you have to face what comes with it. You know, it's your freedom. It's your freedom to say say the things that you want to say. But if the things that you want to say are, you know, offensive to people, then you have to accept that people are going to be offended and angry with you. you, know? you know, so, uh, that's, that's the thing that people were talking about when uh, I posted it on Reddit is that, uh, you know, I'm waiting. You know, one person commented, I'm waiting for the first person to, uh, to, to use the uh, freedom of speech defense. Yeah, for, exactly. Hulk, for Hulk Hogan, and I was yeah. just thinking, well, look, you know, yes, we have freedom of speech, but I also, uh, you know, and this may be um, not the best uh, thing to quote uh, for, you know, in regards to a political argument, but uh, you know, do you remember Spider-Man and Uncle Ben? Uh, no, no, sorry, yeah, Uncle Ben, and that is uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've always been um, very sort of particular about the freedom of speech because i mean it's it's a great thing that we have it and i think that everybody should be absolutely uh, allowed to uh, express their thoughts and opinions um but if their thoughts and opinions are vulgar and offensive then they can't turn around and get upset when people get pissed off at them 
Yeah. You know? I don't know. And, it's like, you know, I'm just thinking about this now and that, uh, you know, I'm just looking at, uh, you know, Mick Foley, who played uh, Mankind, Do Love and uh, Cactus Jack in, uh, in the WWE. He's yes. actually been defending Hulk Hogan and uh, he's actually said that uh, he's never seen any racist behavior from uh, for, from him and he's actually posted actually photographs on Pinterest in Pin, Pin, Pinterest is it Pinterest Pinterest yeah, yeah. about uh, see all Hulk Hogan's uh, you know doing like all his uh, like charity work and stuff like that with um, with uh, ethnic people with from ethnic from minority backgrounds mm. and uh, so there are some people who actually are defending Hulk Hogan in high stature and saying look you know uh, yes he said these horrible things but that's not the person that uh, you know I, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Which you know, fair enough, but unfortunately, you know, there is there is this, and uh, you know, if WWE took the action that they did, and if uh, Hulk Hogan has you know has allegedly resigned, then he knows that he's in in a heap, huge heap of trouble uh, yeah, with what he absolutely, did. Absolutely, yeah. He, I he mean, can't... don't get me wrong. I'm sure the um, you know I'm sure that Hulk Hogan has done a lot of work with uh, charitable you know with with charities and stuff, and I'm sure the it probably isn't who he is, but like we say, he has done it, and I suppose the WWE, the the sort of you know the business, the corporation, have to think. You know, are we? You know, can can we afford to? You know, or is it is it right to continue to sort of uh, promote an individual who does stuff like this? I mean, I remember when I first read it, I thought to to sort of stripped him from the Hall of Fame. And to do all of that seems quite extreme, um, but that's just the way they did it. I mean, imagine. Yeah, given the imagine, fact that uh, what should we call it? Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering: is uh, is is Donald Trump in the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh, well, uh, probably not. Well, if he was, he probably won't be anymore. Just because, like, if you know, if if Hulk Hogan using the N word in this conversation. Is enough to get you stripped from the Hall ah, of Fame. Ah, he is. So uh, he isn't. I just don't. Know, he is. He is inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. So, and if he's, uh, you know, out of all the things that he said about uh, Mexicans and Hispanics, yeah. and uh, all the uh, cliches that he's uh, given, given with, you know, and uh, the stereotypes that yeah. he's, uh, he's, 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 he's made with Mexican people, you know, uh, um, why is he not being stripped of his Hall of Fame ring what? and uh, being I- dumped out of the WWE Hall of Fame? Can I just ask why is Donald Trump even in? the Hall of Fame. Uh, I actually mentioned this on uh, C-SPAN on Washington Journal and uh, it's a great program by the way so if you get a chance to go to C-SPAN or go on BBC Parliament then we we'll go watch it but uh, I, usually, I sometimes call in from time to time um, basically um, WWE, Donald Trump ended up in the WWE Hall of Fame in this ridiculous storyline with uh, Vince McMahon and they were going to have this battle of the billionaires uh, This uh, so it wasn't actually going to be a wrestling match between Donald Trump and Vince McMahon because obviously he get booed out the building but uh, yeah. what they did was uh, Vince McMahon selected one wrestler who I think was uh, I think was Jack Swagger I think at the time and then uh, but um, Donald Trump selected Bobby Lashley as uh, his uh, wrestler to represent him in the Battle of the Billionaires and then it all ended with uh, Donald Trump winning and then uh, Vince McMahon getting his head shaved live on pay-per-view by Donald Trump. Right. I think I I think I vaguely remember that only because it's been referenced in something about Donald Trump, but I can't remember what it was. But that that does ring a bell. But yeah, that was it's, it's I told crazy. that story on C-SPAN uh, a couple of weeks ago. I posted, I've actually posted it up on YouTube, and the reaction that you got from the guests was quite hilarious. It was like you know the the Republican uh, uh, strategist was basically saying, well, you know, Linda McMahon won a primary in. Uh, 
in some way, shape, or other. And, you know, Jesse Ventura became governor of uh, of of a, of a state, and I'm just like saying, well, yeah, but uh, you know, that that was a primary, and that was a a governorship. Donald Trump wants to be president of the United States, and he has all this shit currently around his neck, and you're expecting him to be electable? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I, I just still can't really get over the fact that he made it into the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, somebody like Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior or, you know, the Million Dollar Man or the Iron Sheik, you know, I can imagine those guys in the Hall of Fame. Donald Trump, that's like, I don't know, that's like yeah, saying Tom, that, that, Tom yeah. Green got into the WWE Hall of Fame because he once, like, did a promo for it. It's possible. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, if, if you've if you've uh, if you're a name and you've been on WWE television programming, even if it's just for a brief moment, you know what uh, you know. Remember when Drew Carey was in the Royal Rumble? I don't know if you ever saw that. Drew uh, Carey was in the Royal Rumble. Drew Carey was in the Rumble. I think it was the Royal Rumble 2000, uh, I believe, and uh, he actually entered in at number one. Uh, in the Royal Rumble match, and because of that, uh, and he spent a couple of seconds in there doing some kind of antics or whatever, he eliminated himself from the match, and uh, he got a he got a Hall of Fame induction. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's actually, crazy. I think we've been through this. We've actually been on this show before. Actually, you know, it's actually uh, yeah, it was uh, me and Josh, and we actually went through all the WWE celebrity Hall of Famers. And uh, tell you what, do you want to? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we should go through it again. I don't know. No, we'll have to do that on another show. No, well, it, there is a show where I have where I have gone through all the WWE Hall of Fame superstars. So uh, I went through it with Josh. So I don't think it's worth covering all ground again. But uh, <laughs> no, but I, I believe you in the sense that I can imagine there are probably lots of really bizarre entries in there. But yeah, I mean, just just to sort of. Um, just to go back to what we were saying before, like as I say, there was this article that supposedly was saying about how Vince McMahon is no angel. Um, again, I didn't read the article; I just saw it posted. But it certainly makes me think that perhaps you know maybe they'll maybe they'll start looking into more of their uh, inductees. And, um, I don't see. think so. I mean, let's face it, if Donald Trump is still going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame and he's not been removed yet for all the crazy antics he's been in yet, I really highly doubt they're going to touch anybody else. Mm. Well, uh, well, I don't know. I suppose I, I think that if you know if they're going to chuck out Hulk Hogan, then you know the, they, they should maybe have a look into it for everybody. But again, I'm, I'm not in charge of uh, WWE. Yeah. So. There's, actually, there's another thing as well I wanted to touch on as well, and that was that, uh, you know, Do- Dog the Bounty Hunter had a, had a racist allegation. Well, he, he was racist in a phone conversation with somebody. So, uh, I mean, and he came back. So, I mean, do you think there is a, you know, if uh, Hulk Hogan just goes, you know, uh, by the wayside for a couple of years, you know, what's the li- what's the likelihood people are going to, th- you know, forget this and that he's just going to come back in all, all, you know, his yellow and red glory? Perhaps, you know, you never know. I mean, maybe he'll do what, uh, what was it, uh, Kramer <laughs> from Seinfeld did and go and apologize to Jesse Jackson. Oh, yeah. I'm not a racist, but that's so insane about all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose, I, I again, I've been, I, I sort of have the, the, the opinion that, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, I want to ask about that. You know, somebody, you, know, somebody, sorry, if, uh, you know, Kramer, did he have a career after that? Uh, not that I can, uh, not that I can really remember. I think I remember him being in uh, an adaptation of um, oh, what was it now? Uh, David Copperfield, 
the Charles Dickens story. He was in that, which was really weird to see because he's in that and he's a bald character with an English accent. And uh, I was like, oh, God, yeah, that's Kramer. But I don't know whether he's had, like, obviously a successful career since then. I don't know whether Seinfeld ever had, like, a reunion or anything like that. But, um, I mean, it's... It's a strange, it's a strange thing when people kind of go on these racist rants, you know, because there's clearly, um, you know, there, there's 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 something in there. There's a deep, dark resentment in there, and um, it's it's almost like it seems whenever these things happen, it seems to explode in this one moment when they sort of. It's almost like the you know the, every, everything's down. Every kind of barrier is down and then afterwards it immediately goes back up you know i am in no doubt that um that hulk hogan probably does feel quite shocked and surprised at the way that he's behaved but as we keep saying or he's shocked and surprised because he got found out yeah well i mean like we keep saying at the end of the day he's done it and if he's done it then he needs to take what comes with that you know, it, 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 I think that that's a lot of people when they do stuff like that. It's almost as if they want to, you know, first of all, they almost seem offended that they've been found out. And secondly, it's almost as if they try and rewrite what, you know, like they're trying to rewrite the past. But, you know, it's happened. It's done. So take it. Take what comes with it. I'm, uh, should I say that we should never, ever forgive him? Um, I think that anybody... Um, you know, the, the, I think if if people really truly want it, then I think that you know to 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 have the capacity to to forgive a person is a very uh, is a very strong thing. And in many ways, it's what it's what makes people better than those who who wouldn't forgive and wouldn't forget. Um, but again, that's if somebody truly does want to repent. For what they've done, which it sounds quite biblical, I know, yeah. but um, you know, I, I'm I'm very much of the fact that if people are truly sorry for what they've done, then yes, we should forgive them. It'll always, you know, it's always going to be there, cemented in history. But you know, people should be given the chance at least to repent for what they've done. If they're one of these people who clearly doesn't care and they're like, you know, I did this, but I don't care. I did it, and I'm sticking by that. Then they take whatever comes with that as well but yeah you know, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens you know it's, it's just gonna be funny because now it feels like at the moment they're distancing themselves completely from hulk hogan except for the wwe except for in the wwe network where they have like all his archive footage still up from what i from what i recall but uh, i bet you now when they talk about historic moments i think they're gonna say instead of saying you know hulk hogan slammed andre the giant at wrestlemania 3 they're just gonna say andre the giant got slammed at wrestlemania 3 yeah yeah, which I, is a I, real I, shame. It's a shame, but like, you know, it's uh, it's done. It's happened. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to deal with it. We'll yeah, have to and also WWE on top of that have experience in doing this as well because uh, if you remember the murder suicide that uh, Chris Benoit uh, committed, uh, you know they're very good at erasing people from. Uh, from articles, from uh, and only making like only brief references to them if they really have to. So yeah. uh, they're not going like, to promote that person anyway. So uh, that that wouldn't surprise me if uh, they did the exact same thing. Because let's face it, they've done it before. Yeah. So, uh, um, shall we move on to uh, minimum wage? 
Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so, I mean, I posted this up, and uh, this actually got a bit of a negative reaction, to be honest with you, because uh, um, there are those who believe that uh, people on minimum wage, uh, you know, uh, basically are valued at that that moment, you know, minimum wage. So, uh, well, I'll tell you the story anyway, and uh, we'll... uh, We'll get through it. It says uh, New York State has fast food workers will uh, wages will rise uh, to about fifteen dollars, which is about nine pounds sixty uh, in an hour after a stage wage board and unanimously commit recommended these uh, increases. Uh, the New York City workers will be able to benefit uh, f- from this uh, with an increase due to be in place by the end of twenty eighteen. Uh, fast food workers in the rest of the states uh, will have to wait until mid twenty twenty one. For the rise, uh, this is uh, a something that's been done by State Governor Andrew uh, Cumo. Cumo, Cumo, <laughs> is it? I, I, I've got. I'm, I've, you have to excuse me. I'm really bad with pronunciations. So, uh, but the State Governor Andrew uh, said that uh, the, the voter marked uh, one of the really great days of my administration. Uh, the state minimum wage is currently eight dollars seventy-five cents. Um, you cannot live and support your family on eighteen thousand dollars a year in the state of New York. Period. Uh, this is just the beginning. Uh, we will not stop until we reach uh, true economic justice. So, uh, I mean, I can really understand. You know, there's uh, been a mixed reaction to this. There's been people who have uh, been on this wage for a long time because they can't secure any any further employment. And uh, you know, one argument I would say towards raising the minimum wage is that if you are a single mother of, let's say, two or three kids. And you are having to go into the world of work because you know the 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 father wants uh, isn't helping and uh, there's no other way to go. Um, you're not gonna you know what normally what you would do in a career is you would start at the bottom and you would try and better yourself. You know would I be right in saying that? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, always been the case that you sort of want to work your way up. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. But you know the only way you're going to do that is if you put extra dedication into your work. Now. If you are a, uh, a an employee of a company which uh, is like McDonald's, where you know getting up the ladder is not as easy as uh, you think it would be, it requires ed- extra dedication of work. You know, like uh, um, you know, I remember someone who was telling me they were working at Pizza Hut and uh, they had to like fill in like this logbook of like uh, you know why they were working there and stuff like that, and they had to actually do that within their shift while actually doing their job and also outside of hours as well, which uh, you know was uh, very hard for. Someone like that. Eventually, I think uh, that person was no longer in that job. But um, you know, it's uh, if you're in a situation where your uh, time is very limited, and you're only limited to those hours of work, which is uh, you know uh, doing this job and um, you know only doing the uh, the hard labor of the job and not being able to do any of the uh, the extra credit, if you will, where you could find you know get yourself work you work all you work the way up and uh, get into like a, like a managerial position or something like that, then you're going to be stuck there and you're not going to be able to support your family the way you'd like to. So that's a justification for raising minimum wage because it gives the people a helping hand where necessarily they wouldn't get one. So, I mean, there, there's a justification for that. But there's other people that are right now out there saying that, you know, oh, well, if they do this, you know, where they're just going to put in automated machines and just fire all the workers. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's always sort of been the worry, hasn't it, about um, autonomy, um, you know, where it's like, if you know, why, why employ people when you could get a machine to do it? Um, to do it for them, but I mean, uh, yeah. But are you going to? Well, I mean, how are you going to? Seriously, like. But the thing is, though, is that so you're still going to need people to actually, you know, oversee the uh, the the operations of the machine. I mean, yeah. they, they hire tech support people for a reason. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that um, you know if it's a case that the machine can do the job better than a human can, well, then maybe take on the take on the humans to maintain the machines and you know keep an eye to make sure that they're doing it properly or is that adding a middleman i don't know i don't know um, but it's like, i don't know it's like but the problem is that um a lot of people now when they're looking for their dining experience they are wanting a human like uh, you know response to uh, you know whatever they're going into so yeah. are you going to feel a bit creeped out if you walk into a mcdonald's and the whole place is just run by machinery well that's it yeah i mean you, the, the machines don't have uh, you know the the sort of the insight and the imagination and the I suppose the the deviation that humans have. You know, a human being knows even if the even if the recipe says to do it like this. You know, a human being would know that if they add just a little bit extra of this and just give this a bit more uh, on the side, that it'll taste even better and make you know the customers enjoy it more and want to come back more. Uh, although saying that, I'm not a champion of fast food anyway i think no. it's all i don't think you're allowed to, i don't think you're allowed to do that anyway but it's like uh you know you, your problem is that if you know if a, if a machine gives you the wrong burger or gives you the wrong order or something like that if something actually does you know let's let's keep this in mind uh, there are people you know when people argue about saying that um uh, you know, machines, you know, uh, get rid of the margin of error of humans. It doesn't. You know, that is wrong. It doesn't get rid of the margin of error. It reduces the margin of error. Mm. So there is still possibility. There is still the possibility that uh, the machine can still do something wrong. That's why you hire technical people to uh, figure out why something is going wrong. Yeah. So I mean, so that I mean, if you go into a McDonald's and uh, all the machines that would normally like either make the burgers or do the fries are not working and there's nobody there to do anything about it what are you going to do so yeah yeah exactly yeah if if, if your if business power, model just collapses at that point yeah if there's a power cut then yeah you're shafted really aren't you well you, um, you'd be shafted anyway if there was humans in there for, for the power cut but uh, i mean what i would what i would say is that uh, you know like the fryers the burger burger making machines the milkshake machines the McFlurry machines whatever you know, uh, this, um, you know, the, the idea of the automated McDonald's experience is, uh, I mean, you're really clutching at straws there because you're going to need somebody there to make sure that it all works correctly. Because if you fully automate the experience and uh, leave that margin of error in, you're leaving your business to chance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think the, I mean, just to, just to go back to the, the, the minimum wage thing for a second, like we were talking um I was with my friends the other day when we went when we went to see Ant Man, and uh, we were talking about. Um, I know it wasn't. It was another friend of mine um, who we'd gone out for Sunday lunch, and we were talking about tips and stuff. And I was just saying that, like, you know, as a as a Yorkshireman, um, it's it's not all that often that I'll leave big tips. Like, you know, I will tip, but I've always been of the belief that it should be the customers that decide uh, what to tip because you know like they do the service charge where they'll add on a fee at the end that you can either pay or not because I was once in London and uh, I literally had no money like I'd gone down to see a friend for their birthday and we went out for lunch and I had maybe about 15 quid left in the bank this was when I was on job seekers yeah. and um, and I um and they and they they put a five pound service charge on, and I said to them, "Is is that optional?" 
And they said, yeah, of course, it's optional. I said, right, well, can I, could you take that off then, please? And they were really shocked by this. And, and I was saying, well, I don't understand. Like, if it's, it's, it's my decision whether I tip or not, so they shouldn't get arsy about it, you know. And, like, anywhere where I go, if I leave a tip, I'll maybe leave, I don't know, a quid or something like that. Um, and I was just saying to my friend about, obviously, in America, tipping is a big thing over there. Like, literally, they'll just get tipped anywhere. But they were saying that the difference is in America that their sort of minimum wage is massively different compared to ours. So a lot of the tips that they get make up for, uh, you know, the, the sort of the shit wages that they get. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't know. can you can you tip at McDonald's? I mean, I, I mean, this is the thing with uh, fast food restaurants. I mean, uh, I don't know if you could. I mean, there's a lot of them now that are so you know expecting of a you know there's so many franchisees that now expect a so much of a standard that you know they say oh no you don't put on a service charge you don't put on a tip you don't do anything like that we pay you what you we believe you should be paid and that's the way it goes yeah. so uh, i mean uh, there, there are some people who uh, i mean i don't know I, again i'm not too sure about the tip issue in regards to uh, to fast food in the, in the states but uh, at least when uh, you know i you know when i go into a mcdonald's here in the uk uh, i see like you know the only place really that's uh, you know you can uh, you can you can give a tip to is really the uh, the ronald mcdonald foundation which mm. is you know then put their pots that so they leave on the, on the side of the two the counters as far as i'm aware they uh, the other staff don't see any of that money yeah and i mean yeah well i mean obviously that's for charitable reasons isn't yeah. it you know um but again over here it's slightly different because the the minimum wage is uh considerably more than the minimum wage in america i mean my friend was saying that she had a friend who went over there to work in uh a bar um and she, she was saying like literally she was working seven days a week, you know, so she was working the entire week and she said that the wage that she was on was just a piss take. She said the only way that she sort of was able to keep her head above water was the tips that she got from it. Um, but yeah, like you say, I suppose in a in a big brand company like, yeah. you know, McDonald's is 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 the tip included or um you know, or you know, yeah. How how would you tip at places like that? You know, yeah, probably probably don't. That's probably one of the reasons well, why. I bet there's yeah. probably a McDonald's worker right now, yeah, yeah, you know, screaming at us saying, "No, I don't get tips." Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I, I can see the reason why, and I can see the reason, you know, not not why uh, we should have you know the minimum wage rises. But uh, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously we've had in this country we've had like you know the uh, so-called living wage uh, that uh, George Osborne has. Uh, has introduced, but uh, really, that's not going to really do much of a dent. Really, by by the time uh, it's uh, fully enforced at the year of twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, but it, what what is that? You know, he says, oh, it's the living wage. It's basically changing. You know, it's, again, it's moving the goalposts. It's mm. it's uh, same with the poverty. It's like, well, this actually, what you used to know as poverty isn't poverty anymore. This down here in the shit, that's that's what poverty is. Not the people up here. Uh, same with the wage, like, oh, this isn't minimum wage, this is living wage, you know, you've got enough to live. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't the living wage uh, um, calculated at £15 an hour, something like that, something along those lines? So As far as I know, that was what it was calculated as, and yet now they've uh, they've just said, oh, well, no, it's going to be £9. It's like, yeah, you know, you're still exactly. going to be missing that money. It's like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know what goes through the minds of people when they say, you know, oh, this is what it's going to be. Well, I'll tell you what's going through what we are going through their minds. I have no idea how the average man works. Yeah, Probably. exactly. No, of course they don't. They have no clue whatsoever. 
Um, I mean, I've been talking a lot about this uh, this week on my Facebook and uh, having some interesting debates with uh, with people, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, I've I've the one thing I've sort of taken out of it is that um, you know, by no means do I um, would I would I think that um, you know the problem with this country is that there's all these rich people. Um, because again, that's putting people into to brackets. And uh, if I've ever come across as that in the past, then I certainly don't mean that. I think my problem has always been with uh, the the elite few who are running the country, who are supposed to be running the country to you know to to, to be there to support and help everybody, but clearly seem to be only interested in doing things that best benefit them, literally benefit them and nobody else. Um, and like you said, they, they have zero connection or, z- or even the time to listen to what, you know, the working man, woman, young person, old person, you know, is going through and what they need. Because, you know, like, why would they be? You know, if they don't give a crap whether they're giving people £9 or £15 because they don't have to worry. They'll never have to worry about that. You know, a lot of these politicians will never, ever have to worry about being out of pot, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you remember the? Uh, there was an interview with a. I can't remember who it was, but uh, they basically were asking, you know, uh, why should they? Uh, why should the MPs uh, pay, pay? MPs get a pay rise, and uh, the, there was a guy who was basically saying, "Oh well, if you uh, don't get pay MPs properly, you're going to just going to leave the the door open to uh, the wealthy, the mad, and uh, the um, so some other people." And I was like thinking, "Well, isn't that already happening?" Yeah, I was going to say, how long's that door been left open? For yeah, Christ's sake? you know, if that. And then what was Cameron saying? Oh well, you know, it actually, it allows MPs to be more charitable. Does it? Fuck. Does it? Does fuck? it? Fuck. Absolute bollocks. You know, yeah. it's not like. And and you know, what kind of charity are we talking about? You know, I I would stand on the ground of saying that you know, proper charity is when you give away something that actually you could probably do with but you still give it away anyway. This is what pisses me off about a lot of, um, you know, you get you get sort of super rich people, and again, not all rich people, because I did read an article uh, while I was in London, and it was saying about um, some of these millionaires who give a vast amount of their monies to charities and research organizations, but again, they don't, they don't get in... The papers, but then I suppose in a way that's the whole point of charity, isn't it? You don't do it to get recognition; you do it because you know it's 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 the right thing to do, you know, or it's a good thing to do. Um, but anyway, it's going back onto point. When you get people like uh, Bob Geldof who are constantly telling people that they need to give their money to help people, you need to do, you know, you need to support you first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for a man who's worth, I don't know, what is it, fifty million pounds or something like that? Mm-hmm. Some crit, you know. And he's telling people, some, <clears throat> you know, some people who've barely got any money themselves that they should be giving more and give away more of their wealth. Just imagine if, if the majority, imagine if the politicians, imagine if David Cameron actually gave 
a, a chunk of his money to charity. Imagine if any of those Eaton posse gave their money to charities. Imagine if they gave it back to the country. Just imagine what the situation would be. But no, it's a load of crap. I think any of them who say, "Oh, it will," it's you know, it's imagine good. It's good for the, the country. People. <laughs> giving life in ease. I, I do. I remember yeah. all the lyrics of that song, but uh, we now seem to be going through a modern era where part of political parties are now going through kind of like you know three stages of government rather than basically going through you know either one or two stages of government. So, because, uh, uh, you know, let's face it, you know, the uh, the Tories were in power last time, so I consider that one section of government, and this will be the second section of government. And, uh, you know, we can have a long-winded debate about uh, the Labour campaign, but uh, for me, I don't think, you know, even if Jeremy Corbyn gets elected or any of the others will get elected, I still think they're still not going to uh, get to the point in 2020 where I think they're still going to be looking for another leader by 2025. Mm. Well, we'll see. You know, we've, we've got a long way to go yet. And as I keep saying... Um, you know, regardless of whoever gets elected to be the leader or not, as long as we've got a voice for for the working man, and as long as we've got um, you know people actually stepping up and going, you know, we we you know we can't just sit back and hope that this is going to get better. We need to fight for this. We need to we need to fight to get our country back. Yeah, because if well, nobody else is getting, I mean, know, it's not people... just that. I think, unfortunately, I think there's also going to have to be another factor in this, in that the Tory Party are going to basically have to basically fuck a lot of people over. And I'm not talking about you know, uh, you know, this certain section here and this certain section there. I'm talking about completely, um, you know, a ban, you know, completely, uh, basically self-destruct in their own uh, camp as well, along with uh, them self-destructing in other parts of the country. If they do, they'll probably. Need Need to do that in order to uh, you know be be able to be shifted because let's face it um, the you know the the Labour Party can no longer rely on Scotland anymore. I mean, I think I think that's a done deal. I think the SNP are going to be with us for a very long time, mm. and uh, you know, even if they, it, it won't be surprise me if they end up walking away after 2017 when uh, you know when the EU referendum comes around. Mm. But um, I mean, Labour now are going to have to basically rely on England. Wales, and dare I say, even have to ally with somebody in Northern Ireland to try and unseat uh, who, whoever's there in, uh, you know, unseat the Tories in 2020. At least that's the way it's playing out at the moment. And again, I know there's going to be another five years to to, uh, to figure all this out, but at the moment, it's not looking too hopeful right now for whoever's going to be uh, taking on the reins. So, uh. Well, all I say is uh, whoever does take on the reins... Uh Good luck to them, and hopefully they'll um, hopefully they'll be able to uh, at least put us on the path to where we need to go. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's funny you say that about the Tories. We're going to have to really fuck people over. I mean, the way they've been behaving since in the last few months of being elected, I just think, what more have they got to do? Have they literally got well, to start? Well, I would turning, say, turning you know, babies into soup. I mean, their children. There's going to be. I would reckon. uh, You know, they say, "Well, we're not going to raise taxes for the." You know, I know they're saying they're not going to raise taxes for the rich. But if they, if the economy ends up taking a, uh, you know, uh, ends up taking a 
uh, you know, and take a, a problematic phase during the recovery, then um, obviously they're going to end up saying, "Well, where can we get money now?" And they're going to yeah. look at their own people and pretty much if they can, if they start to you know enter a phase of cannibalism, economic cannibalism, if you will. Then I think obviously then there's a there's going to be a few uh, of their wealthy donors are going to be thinking, "Hmm, do you think maybe now I should probably you know uh, pull my money, probably the the stick it in Labour or stick it in UKIP, and you know uh, kind of drain the Tory of its support." In, in that in that in that sense or well, it, yeah. yeah if uh, if that happens so i mean you know let's keep this in mind you know when was the last time a government fully stuck to its policies in mm-hmm. in modern times so yeah, certainly uh, not any that you can think of no. yeah yeah so there, there are plenty of things to happen yet in the next couple of uh, next couple of years and I tell you what, this might actually be maybe a very good segue because there's one person I'm actually interested in keeping an eye on uh, in in all of this, and that is uh, Mahiri Black, who yes. has some very interesting things to say. Uh, even though uh, you know, let, let me let me start by saying this. You know, I completely disagree with the idea of of an independent Scotland. You know, I think we're probably better off together as a as a full nation. You know, yeah. as Britain stronger together than we are apart. I mean, yeah. I can't I can't really imagine Scotland being on its own to be quite honest with you even though they're going to say well 300 years ago it was and it's like well yeah 300 years ago i couldn't go on facebook but yeah. uh um i mean mary black you know uh, i do give her credit she's the youngest mp there she's very dedicated to uh, what what she's uh, what she's what she's doing you know she's uh, always on the bench when i see her when i flip on bbc parliament and uh, not to say that there are smp mps aren't but uh, you know she uh, brings in uh, a breath of fresh air that I think uh, a lot of uh, politicians have just failed to do, and uh, she even did it with an interview with the Times, and so uh, which is interesting, you know, like a, a Murdoch newspaper wanting to uh, know what uh, the progressive SNP wants to want to uh, yeah, yeah, think about, surprising. including a very you know uh, very young one of the very young brass as well. So she had this interview with the Times, and she said so. Black said that the parliamentary rules and conventions, and she basically said she's talking about basically the rules of the game, if you will, within Parliament. She basically said this: so you're not allowed to clap like an ordinary person, but you're allowed to bray like a donkey. I mean, CPMQs, especially the conservative side, they've got this weird noise that they do. It actually sounds like a drunken mob. Probably, yeah. probably because it is. Because uh, I remember seeing a news report about uh, the how much uh, power the drinks industry has in this country. And do you know they have like about four or five bars in Parliament? Really? Yep. Good God. Yeah, so like there's there's the infamous strangers bar where basically uh, there are MPs there that get so drunk they have to uh, basically paint an arrow on the floor to indicate where the exit is. Oh god, yeah. And again, these are the people who are, you know, possibly making pretty big decisions about how the country's run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been stories about how people, how MPs have basically been dragged out of the bar to, uh, to, to, you know, literally, you know, uh, you know, yeah, arms over shoulders, uh, yeah. you know, arms over shoulders, guys, taking them into the lobby to go vote on policies, mm. and they're and they're plastered out of their face. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's pretty bollocks, that really, because I like from having worked in, uh, you know, on the stage and on film. Like they have very strict policies where if you've got even an ounce of alcohol in your system, then you can be fired from film sets on the spot. You can be fired from uh, play 
is on the spot. You know, it's not like the days of Oliver Reed and uh, Richard Harris, where you'd get absolutely munted on vodka or whiskey and then just go on and do a show. Like because of because of that kind of behaviour, they've had to bring in all these policies um, so that you know so that that doesn't happen. So the idea of a politician getting absolutely out off his tits and then going into uh, you know, cast a vote on something quite important when he's not of sound mind. That that I mean, that shouldn't be going on full stop. You know, that's that's pretty worrying to think of that. You know, I'll tell you what. If uh, Parliament is as stressful as some of the stories I've heard from MPs, then uh, you know, I'll be too surprised if many of them started turning to drink because you yeah. know, it's like it is it is a crazy environment from what from what I saw. Which you know, it, it actually makes uh, Mahiri Blacks's argument even more sound because you know, if you've got people. Who you know, if you've got a convention which is uh, massively outdated, uh, throw in some really bad behaviour by MPs, and throw in all the other uh, you know antisocial environments that uh, we get we hear of uh, in in the in the back. You know, you can't blame anybody. You can't blame her for uh, basically saying that. You know, things have to change, and. Uh, you know, actually, I tell you what as well. You know, I've had uh, Lib Dem supporters, um, you know, as you know, um, comment on the show, uh, saying that you know, well, the Lib Dems have been talking about this for years. The Lib Dems have done that for that, and it's like, yeah, weren't you the junior partner in a coalition that uh, could have brought in some, co- or maybe maybe made them a few, a couple of changes in that parliament to say, don't do this, don't do that, and uh, we didn't really hear too much about that, did we? No, no, not at all. Yeah, no, so. I mean, I mean, yeah. It, it, when you look at when you look at Parliament, it does look very old-fashioned in the way that everything's done with the sort of tapping on the door and things like that. And yeah, and not. It's weird that that they don't allow you to clap and applause. Yet they can sort of, you know, I've seen a number of times like on Prime Minister's question time where, like, you know, there'll be people making almost, I suppose you'd say, like almost snide comments. You know, like they're almost like they're writing jokes on the bench and giving it to them and you know it's it's almost like in uh you know ali g where they could say well i put it to you that your mum is a slag you know <laughs> and, well you uh, can't say that in part i mean don't get me wrong there are some things you can't you can't like call people like pipsqueak and stuff like that you can't obviously do any of that there was actually a famous uh, exchange with uh you, you know dennis skinner the uh, the beast of bolsover uh the uh, very have you you know you never heard of him uh, the Beast of Bolsover rings a bell. But... Yeah, Dennis Skinner, and he, he tell you what, you got to you got to find him on YouTube. He does some of those hilarious speeches and does some of the hilarious. Uh, uh, it doesn't say that he's not very passionate about what he does. I mean, he's not a comedian. He's obviously very, you know, very. Uh, he's a very strong-minded and very strongly opinionated MP, and mm. uh, he has a lot of strong views on stuff. But uh, there was this one time where they, he basically said he, he got up and said uh, half of the Tories uh, are crooks. And right. uh, then uh, the the speaker scolded him for that, saying, "Sorry, you have to redraw that statement." And he says, "Okay, then uh, half of the Tories aren't crooks." Right. That's that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like uh, there is been ways people been getting around it, and there has been some kind of rebellionism towards tradition for a long time. Uh, surprisingly enough, though, Dennis Skinner. You know, obviously, there's you know they do the the knocking on the door and they do the Korean speech and things like that. Yeah, normally, yeah. Uh, what Dennis Skinner would normally do, he do like a like a uh, like a queer like a. Uh, uh, like a, a uh, oh, what's it called the uh, the the heckling of the of the black rod, and right, yeah. uh, which has uh, basically been a tradition that he's started for a, for a number of years. So he like he's done like stuff on like the uh, he like talks about you know privatizing the Royal Mail and stuff like that. So basically heckling him like just making a joke and stuff like that and people laughing and stuff like that. But uh, this year he didn't do one. 
Right, okay. Which was very strange. So, uh, you know, there's uh, one of the newest traditions in Parliament uh, died very quickly, you know, this year. So, uh, which is, and also, Dennis Skinner hasn't got much time left. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's, as far as I'm aware, so I don't know how long he's going to stay in Parliament for, but uh, right now he's, uh, he, he's, he's, re- he's reaching that, that home stretch, if you will. So, uh, it will be interesting to see if he would give his, uh, yeah, if his seat would go to a much uh, much younger person, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 let him uh, go further on because you know we're uh, we're not going to want him to go away anytime soon. No. But um, you know, I think Mahiri, going back to Mahiri Black, I think she has every right really to to criticise uh, the way that Parliament runs because it's not run soundly from from the sounds of things. You know, sound, mm. but um, um, you know, I think it could be done to you know. Don't get me wrong. You know, like the Queen's speech and stuff, and like you know, Black Rod. You know, they're always going to be traditional. You know, things that Britain have done for a much long time, and I would actually would keep the traditional stuff. But in regards to like introducing, you know, saying you know, Madam Speaker and like Mister Speaker and things like that, I would just say, you know, what's wrong with just going and say, hey, Dave. Yeah. Like, you know, just you know, have a have a you know a human conversation. You know, like yeah. leave well, I mean, all the um, you know, all the you know, you have to address them as this, address them as that, and just throw that all away because people just kind of look at that and think, well, you know, there's a. Uh, you know that that may be tradition, but it's not my tradition. You know, it's yeah. like it's not something I relate to, in regards to you know real life. You know, that's not a real life conversation I would have. It's like you know, imagine if I went to uh, you know, imagine if we were having that conversation now, and I was saying you know, Mr. Speaker, uh, you know, did you see the latest SpongeBob SquarePants movie? It's yeah. like you know, well, we we're well, addressing ourselves yeah. like that here on this show. It's like you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean. Yeah, I I mean don't get me wrong. I I when it comes to sort of you know being an MP in politics, I've no idea. I can only offer suggestions of if I was to work in a place like that, what I would like to see or what I'd like to work in. Like because what wasn't one of the things they were saying about was something about like electronic voting and things like that, and saying oh we can't do that, and you just think yes, well, in this day and age, why the hell not? You know why why can you not? vote electronically you know it, it's it's it would make you know i i don't see the problem you know why because there are certain sections you know there are certain sections in the elite of our politics who don't want that because they know that they won't have that they know that their um power will be very very limited uh, <laughs> w- w- uh if they if they know that so they now have a, a f- if they now feel very vulnerable well that's it of course isn't it i mean a lot of the things that they don't want to bring in is because it means that you know they could be usurped, or that, like you say, they they don't they don't want to give up any of their power, which is a, a fundamentally uh, well, it's a fundamental thing of men who crave power. You know, yeah. once they've exactly, got some. it's like uh, if they, they, some of these people in politics, they're not interested in what other people think. They're more interested. In, they're always interested in themselves. Yeah, of course. And I'm not saying that's all politicians, though. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's like it's uh, the fact is that uh, there are some people in there who do not give a toss what we think, and uh, they are doing everything they possibly can to make sure that uh, they secure their side of the field, if you will, and make sure that nothing can happen to them. And uh, because they know if uh, something major comes in, like, you know, online voting or voting by text or whatever, they know that they'll feel that a little bit more vulnerable, and, uh, you know, they don't want that, and uh, they want an easy ride in politics yeah yeah of course and um yeah i mean again to just 
to cite the uh, the Ali G analogy again, uh, Ali G analogy, um, the uh, the bit in the movie when he's talking about the politician, he says uh, he is even more eviler than Skeletor. Like literally, a lot of politicians sort of want the same things that Skeletor wanted in uh, Masters of the Universe. Um, you know, they they just desire to to gain power, and then once they've got that power, hold on to it just for the purpose of being the most powerful you know certainly you know Skeletor was not doing his things to help um, the people of Eternia literally doing it so that he had all the power and it's sad that there are some politicians who you can literally compare to an 80s cartoon villain mm. um, but uh, yeah that and that's the problem that we're always going to face you know that uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and um, I suppose that's why a lot there's there's a lot of people who, uh, particularly sort of uh, actors and things who who go on about um, you know want they they you know they're great at doing the political speeches. Uh, what was his name? Is it Michael Sheen when he did the one about the NHS? Um, Bru- yeah, I think uh, I've actually not seen that yet. Actually, yeah, brilliant speech. If you get a chance to to watch it do watch it yeah well do it's it's you just think god if if there was if there was someone- oh yeah i do remember that now sorry i thought it was uh, yeah i've seen that i've seen that video of uh, him doing a speech and uh, yeah he sounded like uh, a lot of people were saying that you know this is what ed miliband needed to be yeah and, but you he know, was never going to be that was he, he? he was never going to be that no uh, and uh, the man, you, know, you know the man who was literally like you know m- mr number two and yeah, and yeah. then and that was the thing about you know obviously with the uh, with these labor leaders that are currently debating at the moment it's like can you really see them getting anywhere near where Michael Sheen was about you know being passionate about the NHS? Well, I don't know. Again, I I kind of you know I've I've seen a few of them in um, in debates and yeah they're they're very sort of constructed um, in what they're saying. You know, I I I believe what they're saying. I don't. It doesn't sound on the surface that any of them are trying to bamboozle us um you know they seem genuinely interested in uh in helping people uh, some more than others um but yeah we, it, what we need <laughs> we need somebody just like uh michael sheen who um who can deliver that fire you know who can be a leader not a boss a leader yeah um but uh, uh, the point I was going on to was yeah, but that you know it's they, like right. Uh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say the point I was going on to was that um, a lot of them, when they say about, well, you know, why don't you take up politics then? Why don't you and they go and they say, well, you know, I, I would worry that I would be lured into that sort of lifestyle if I did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's strange, like. But then you think, but if you were strong enough, surely you would be able to avoid that kind of lifestyle. But until you're in that position. You wouldn't know, I suppose, would you? Yeah. So I mean, it's like I don't know, it's because uh, right now, I mean, who's the people that I think the Labour Party needs to focus more on on the most, and that is definitely going to be anyone under twenty five years old right now, because obviously yeah. they're going to be suffering under uh, the uh, the Tories over the next five years, and they're going to need to be prepared for you know obviously uh, being being helped again. And the problem is, is that uh, you know you got you got Mary Black. Who you know? That's, that's the thing about also about the SNP. You know, obviously when they um, during the welfare bill, they invaded the uh, the Labour benches on in Parliament because they were considered because they considered themselves the real opposition. Which I give them fair point because uh, you know every single SNP MP uh, uh, voted against the welfare bill. 
and mm. uh, the, well, the Labour Party did, so most of them abstained rather mm. than voted against it, which, you know, you think, what? It's like, you know, you're supposed to be this opposition party and you've completely failed in your, op- your oppositioning of being an opposition party. So now you've got now you've got the SNP and the SNP right now they look far more weaponized even though they've only got fewer MPs than the uh, the Labour MPs than the than Labour Party do they look far more weaponized with you know Alex Salmond obviously being the uh, the veteran leader you've got other uh, fresh new faces in there as well you've got Mary Black who can represent those people under twenty as well it's like you know the, right now the SNP look far more weaponized. Than the, than the Labour Party do. And, you know, in regards to appealing to those under 25-year-olds, I mean, I know there's a lot of love right now for, you know, for the traditional Labour vote for Jeremy Corbyn, but can you really say he's going to walk in and be, da- he's, you know, say, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, he's going to be down with the kids? Well, uh, well, at this stage, uh, we don't really know, do we? Um, I mean, from what I've seen of him, he seems, you know, his focus point seems to be... Um, on the austerity more than anything um you know certainly wanting to make sure that everybody's paying their fair share which you know i i agree with um whether or not he'll be down with the kids um we don't really know yet i mean because when 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 is the actual you know when are they deciding on who is going to be the new leader of the labor party when i've got to be honest with you i've been so away i've only just basically been picking up on basically what people have been saying and i have no idea what's uh uh, where when they're going to have it, but uh, which is you know a slap on the wrist for me because obviously I'm supposed to be the politics guy here, but uh, yeah. you know it's like it, that's that's how that's how irrelevant I feel this whole election leadership election is because like you know I really don't see any of these leaders taking on whoever's going to be the conservative leader in twenty in in twenty twenty. I just mm. think it's going to be. I literally think that's what it's going to be. It's, you know we've had three years of Tories before the first you know Labour government obviously before Tony Blair took in then we have three then we have three um t- terms of late of labor and now I feel like once again we're gonna have three terms of Tories well, I think that's the way it's currently working out at the moment well I sincerely hope not because it feels like the damage that they could do this time around will be it will come a lot faster and will be a lot uh well I mean you look at what Thatcher did and we're still feeling the effects of that today i know it's like but the only way i think that the tories right now are going to uh you know at least in 2020 if they what if the labor party want to stand a chance not only do uh the uh labor party have to ch- have to say that you know the tories are fucking you over but the tories have to basically say have to fuck themselves over at the same time yeah which you know right now the way things are panning out i don't think is going to be you know a very easy thing to accomplish within five years you know so. no well they're they're sort of um yeah well i mean they're 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 very much interested in, uh, you know, making sure that they don't fuck themselves over. You know, yeah, that yeah. they're trying to make things as cushy for themselves and each other as possible. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're being very careful, being very careful about it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one last. Oh yeah, because you know, like uh, I was talking about Jeremy Corbyn being down with the kids. You know, I, there's, there's one thing that I'm really worried about if he becomes la- if Labour leader, and that is that uh, you know if the uh, the spin doctors get in his ears. Because you know, I, you know, this might this might sound really stupid, but uh, you know, one thing I could imagine is like you know, oh yeah, well we got to get uh, the '90s kids. Uh, or, or you know, we got to appeal to those uh, that generation. You know, the uh, the generation that are like all on Buzzfeed and stuff like that, all talking about you know, like all their favorite cartoon shows in the nineties. So they're going to get them all in this room, like all these under twenty five year olds, to uh, get them all encouraged in the Labour Party. And here comes Jeremy Coben, 
and he's like wearing like a, a backwards baseball cap like these you know there's like 90s sunglasses that uh, everyone was wearing at the time uh, <laughs> he's like got a boom box and like uh, he's like carrying a skateboard and like he's like wearing like a ren and stimpy shirt and he's like in like these uh like these like summer shorts or whatever i could i could in like air nike air pumps and whatever i can just imagine you know that because the, the tory spin doctors are so out there it's like you know, away from the you know the normal world. Like you know, I couldn't. I I would. Uh, I know it sounds really stupid. But I could imagine them do it. You know, one. Some of them like imagining of doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. Won't we? We'll see. Yeah. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about Batman, Superman, uh, uh and also Suicide Squad stuff. So, uh, I mean, has there anything? Have we learned anything new recently over the last week or, um, uh, about what's going on? Or uh? not? Not particularly. No. Um, I mean, I was going to say there's there's. I can't remember how much of it we talked about uh, last week, but it might even, it might be worth um, I don't know it might be worth maybe saving it for a sort of future um, a future discussion because yeah. there's there's a lot to to go into. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and I'm aware that time's already ticking on oh, for sure. us. I've, but... I've, just, I've just realized that now. I've just really, we've been for like a, like one hour and 38 minutes. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea we've been going on for that long. And also, we've had, we've had to miss out on one of the other uh, topics we're going to talk about as well. So, uh, Jesus. But this still, therefore, gives us a, a backlog of things to talk about on the next show. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So we can what, even, what, um, one, thing even... one thing I'm thinking about doing is that uh, I know... Uh, oh shoot! I just realised um, I'm going to be seeing Inside Out this weekend, so okay. uh, it might be maybe a little bit later on today. So, are you going to be planning seeing on it um, over the next couple of days or so? Or uh... Uh, I don't know whether I'll be seeing it over the next couple of days. Um, I certainly want to to check it out, um, but um, I mean, yeah. There's, I was going to suggest like maybe talking about either Ant Man or another film. I tell you what, seen. I'll see what's going on during the week, and if I get to see Ant Man. I'll I'll say okay then we'll we'll make that the next show and then yeah. we'll have, we'll do like a show review for uh, for Ant Man because you know keep in mind, I'm just thinking about it you know Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad aren't coming out till 2016 so uh, what's yeah, the point of talking it, about yeah. it so now? at the moment it's all speculation it'd be more worth to talk about Star Wars than it would be worth to talk about Suicide Squad and Batman uh, versus Superman at this point yeah. so yeah. what we'll do is then if I get to see Ant Man within the within the week I'll let you know and then we'll do an Ant Man review as the next show next week. And if I don't, then uh, if you see if you manage to somehow see Inside Out, then we'll do Inside Out next week instead. So either Ant Man or Inside Out, we'll do either one of the two. But uh, obviously, we'll do that next week. And if not, then we'll find some other stuff to talk about. So uh, yeah, sounds yeah. good to me. Cool. Well, Harry, pleasure as always. Uh, we'll wrap up there, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you next week, man. Fantastic. I'll see you then. Well, take care of yourself. Take care. Ta-da. Bye. Okay, everybody, um, just to let you know, uh, we were talking about Reddit and uh, talking about YouTube just before, and uh, if you want to find us on there, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash show. and also, actually, I don't know what the Reddit is for, um, so I don't know how the links work on Reddit, so uh, you have to excuse me there. Tell you what, I might just have a quick gander now and see uh, see how Reddit do their uh, their links for, uh, for groups. Um no, that's LinkedIn. Yeah, right now I'm. Uh, I think I'm Reddit.com forward slash user forward slash Arrowmeta show. I think that's how it works on Reddit. So, well, let's just see if I can uh, make it a bit shorter and see if I can try and find a. No, it's basically so it's Reddit.com forward slash user forward slash Arrowmeta show. So, if you want to find me on Reddit, then uh, 
I'm over there. But if you want to find me on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Arrow Show. And you can find all the... Uh, I'm going to plan to post all the Craig Bartlett videos on there. Sorry, all the Craig Bartlett interviews on there as well. So uh, if you uh, want to try and find them there, or if you want to try and find clips of certain... Uh, topics that they want to talk about because there was a certain uh, thing that either having a debate about what Craig Bartlett said a couple of years ago and yet you want to find that clip that you wanted to talk about. What I'm going to plan to do is I'm going to try and see if I can uh, put in individual clips for stuff and uh, then uh, you can uh, find it all there and uh, and stuff. So and also I'm going to put all the, the clips of uh, things that we do as well. So well, yeah, check out the YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Arrow Meta Show. I'm still in the usual places. If you want to find me on Mixcloud, it's mixcloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta. If you want to find me on uh, on the podcast uh, feeds, uh, it's either Player FM, Stitcher, or iTunes as well. I want to give a shout-out to Player FM because all their uh, official uh, websites, sorry, their official Twitter feeds have been uh, either favoriting us or retweeting us at some point. So uh, that's been really cool. So I want to give a big shout-out to all the guys over there and say thank you very much for uh, promoting the Aaron Meta show. And also, uh, if you uh, want to check out uh, me on Facebook and on Twitter, it's facebook.com forward slash Arometa Show and also twitter.com forward slash Arometa Show as well. That's all I've got time for for this week. So uh, there was one other uh, thing I wanted to talk about, but we'll try and talk about that next week if possible. Obviously, there's been some really big news that's been going out uh, and everything like that. So, uh, but, so thank you very much for checking out the show, and I will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>